child parenting. This is um, an, I guess, a sequel to our inner child healing episode prior. Oh, breathe, baby. We went through a lot recently. We we sat down. We talked about the importance of inner child healing. Um, And we talked about three main tactics that have been helping me on this journey, um, and I'm hoping that it was somewhat beneficial to you as well. Um, There's a couple books uh, out there as well and a lot of online resources to help, but I think today we're just going to talk about just how... (laughs) How to inner parent our inner child because we're the only person who's perfect enough to do it. You know what I'm saying? We're literally us, right? So we know what we need. We refuse to listen sometimes, but we know what we need. And in this regard, we know what our inner child needs. It's about time we step up to the, the plate and put in some work. And put in some work, okay? So what is inner child healing? Now, a lot of this information that I'll be relaying to you is from that link that I shared with you in the previous episode post. Um, Today is just reiterating a lot of it. If you have not had a chance to read it at all, totally okay. We're just going to go over what is inner child healing, what is inner child work, what is is this process here. Um, For some of us, it's kind of similar to shadow work. Now, here's the thing. I don't know anything about shadow work, okay? Nothing. I would love to have somebody on here and tell me about it, but um, I don't really know too much of it, but I've heard that inner child parenting and healing is very similar because we're literally doing the work that goes behind the scenes. So yes, shadow work, sure. Um, so the idea here is we want to repair what is going on inside and heal from the traumas that we've experienced. And I don't want you to ever feel like whatever you experienced growing up is, you know, because it doesn't have so much density as other people and where they came from. Um, It doesn't mean that your trauma is not as important. Everybody's trauma. Everybody who've experienced some pretty shitty stuff, that is considered trauma, my friend, and everybody has it. I'm sick and tired of people saying, well, it's just the trauma, and everyone's talking about trauma, and we use it so freely now, which is true. People definitely use that word a lot more than we should because it is a serious word, Um, but it's also true that we all have experienced it in some way, shape, or form. You know, the degrees of it vary, but what's universal here, I guess, is that It has a lasting impact on the rest of our lives. And what we choose to do with that is important. You know, prior to this boom of taking care of ourselves and breaking family cycles and being the person that you wish you had growing up, this is all good. And and it's such a huge increase now. And this is wonderful. But I think we're forgetting it's, it's wonderful because prior to this movement, the generation before us and even the generations before them and so on, um, we worked through it. We just kind of, we didn't work through it. Like we didn't get ourselves in it to work through it. We kind of just did our nine to five, worked through it. You know what I'm saying? We kind of just kept pushing on, kept suppressing, um, didn't want to remember a lot of the things. And that's why we have a huge wave of just a lot of alcoholism and drug addiction. There's a lot there that, you know, people were afraid to unpack. And now it's just so wonderful that we're all just, we're slightly more open to the possibility that maybe I should unpack a little bit. Okay. 
Maybe I got to focus on what's going on internally. Maybe I don't want to end up like my mom. Maybe I don't want to end up like my father. Maybe I don't want my daughter or my son, my child, to get the same treatment that I did growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're finally at that point where we're just like, here's a turning point, and, and it stops with me. I fucking love it. It's nice to see that the tide is changing. That's just what that is. It's just, it's so comforting to know that um, this isn't just a hippy-dippy way of life. It's actually a way of life that's sustainable and that is beneficial for the growth of our own personhood, but for the relationships that surround us, for the roles that we take on, for the future that we would like to have. It's all beneficial for it, so... We're going to be talking about it today. It's going to be another episode about it. So what to do, you know? This resource that I'm basing a lot of the information off of today uh, pulls from multiple resources itself. It's about a secondhand resource. Um, And one of it is The Psychotherapy of the Soul by Stefan Diamond. Uh, I would like to read it. It's currently in my Amazon cart as we speak. And a quote from it is, uh, the adult part of our personality learns to relate to the inner child exactly as a good parent relates to flesh and blood child. Providing discipline, limits, boundaries, and structures, these are, all along with support, nurturance, and acceptance, indispensable elements of loving and living with any child, whether metaphorical or actual. This is what, essentially, um, inner child parenting is. We're providing all the things that we may have had, may have not had, for ourselves, in order to have a crew, or in order to have a healthy relationship within ourselves, right? That includes providing discipline, limits, and boundaries, and structure. You know, it's all wonderful. You know, fun and games, holding your inner child's hand and going for a ride. Um, that's all wonderful. But here's when the tough part kind of comes in, where we do have to parent that person. We do have to remember that we can, you know, I mean, again, like our inner child is a child, okay? So what do children primarily have when they're not being heard or when they're just being fussy or even when they're tired? What happens? It doesn't take a rocket science to figure this out. We start freaking out. We have little temper tantrums. Those still happen as adults. You bet your bottom dollar they do. Sometimes they come out of nowhere and you're like, what the fuck was that happening? And then you realize, oh, that was just my inner child freaking out. I mean, don't always place a blame on that and definitely don't use that as a scapegoat, but definitely use it as something where you're just like, oh, you know what? That wasn't me. That was just, I'm tired and I was cranky and that's what my inner child kind of does because as a child. So we're providing some kind of structure here. We're going to be the parent of ourselves. The things that we didn't have growing up, the things that we were lacking growing up, we have to step into that that framework to do. We have to step into that role. We're establishing the fact that we are parenting our inner child, but we're not the parent versus the child. We are friend and friend. We are child and self. We are self and self. We are constantly here for ourself as support. Inner child work is basically just like any form of self-discovery for the most part that helps you dig deep and access the child that you once were in a moment's time in the past. For me, I visualize my seven-year-old self for some reason. Do not know why, but I just do. She was, she's, that's who I envision. We take that child along with its experiences, its emotions um, that it has been taught to suppress. 
and we open that shit up. That's what inner child work is. And I think it's not the most, listen, it's not the funnest time. Okay. But it's super worth it. Just putting it out there. There's a quote that says the inner, the, the general idea of inner child work is that if you make an effort to contact, listen to, and communicate with and nurture your inner child, you can find and heal the roots of your issues as an adult. Bitch, we got issues. All of us do. The world is full of issues. The world is full of neglected ass children. Tell me I'm wrong. You're going to look at me and tell me that I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Exactly. I'm not. <laughs> we all have these little versions of ourselves within us that, you know, with with no structure and left unparented, it will run rampant. And for me, I mean, obviously, I'm, I suppressed for a while and I wasn't listening, but for other people, they'll let that inner child run all over the place. Maybe not in a suppressive way, but in a very destructive way because we have no other ways of coping with what's going on internally, nor do we want to lift the lid off of the things that are hard to see, are hard to face. So what do we do? I'll tell you what. We do something. We do something. (laughs) We do something. That's what we do. We put our foot down because it stops here. It's time that we no longer see ourselves as a you versus you. It's time that we see ourselves as us and us versus the world. And what I was, I mean, in the last episode, I mentioned that it's really nice. It's almost, it's comforting to know that when I am experiencing my lows, when I'm experiencing my anxiety, when I'm experiencing my depression, I am not by myself. I have somebody in the ring with me. She may be a child, but she's my friend. She's who I am. She roots for me when I don't, when I'm, when I'm doing the big adult things, she is rooting for me. Let me tell you something. When I think about um, the things that I have right now in my current present, you know, there's, there's certain things that I wish that I had. And the list can go on with the things that we wish that we had in this moment, you know, or the things that we want for the future and, you know, whatever. But in this moment right now, I am living my childhood's dream. I'm living the dream that was dreamt by that child within me a long time ago. I dreamt of living in my own apartment, my own space, my own secure space, safe space, a space where I can decorate freely and make it part of me, okay? A space where I don't feel like, I don't feel like a pressure to exist. I can just be within my space. And most importantly, I'm living with my cat that I had since middle school. That was that was the goal. I was like I just want to I just want a nice apartment. I want to live in that I want to live in that apartment. I want to decorate it freely. I want to feel safe in that space and I want my cat to be with me. And wouldn't you know it's actually happening. I'm that's actually happening right now. I'm living it's it's actually happening. Shout out to my cat who uh, who's like 15. He's the real OG. But that's what I wanted. And I have it. So that's, I mean, first and foremost, like, look at what you got. Look at what's around you right now. Okay? If it's good, I bet your inner child is pretty proud. Okay, so what do we do, right? Where do we begin? How do we even dig down deep into this? Um, The idea here is to, one, obviously give yourself grace throughout this whole process. It's a lot. I mean, it's not a lot. If you break it down, it's pretty simple, but it could be a little bit. So hang tight. (laughs) Number one, it's really important to connect. Connect with yourself. 
connect with your connect with the fact that there is something in there. There is someone deep down inside. We're acknowledging the fact that there is a child within. There's something that exists. We're acknowledging the fact that there's a child that lives within us. And as long as they do not go unnoticed, we do not heal. So that's first and foremost, we got to understand that. Once we acknowledge that the fact that there is something within us that is existing, we can begin that journey of really healing the deep wounds that we carry, the heaviness that we harbor, everything that we have been holding on to since our literal entrance into the world. This is where it all begins. Understanding that there is a version of you inside that just wants to be heard. So we connect with it. We have to connect with it, right? And then step two is communication. Um, Now that we acknowledge that there is a child within us who needs to be heard, it's time to communicate. It's time to learn how to get on their level, how to talk, how to communicate, how to listen. The basic essentials of interpersonal communication, you have to apply it to yourself. Now, this could be, so communicating with your inner child can be done through, obviously, therapy. I mean, it could be very helpful to have your therapist kind of be present with you along this time when you can dig deep, because sometimes it can be really scary. Depending on what we harbor, what we carry, getting into this is terrifying, especially if our inner child has experienced things that no child should. This could be something that you're not ready for, and that's okay. But the idea here is I want you to know that it's possible, that there is a, there's a process here, a process that doesn't hurt or harm you. It could be ugly. It could be terrifying. And sometimes, yeah, yeah, it definitely can emotionally hurt because we're unpacking a lot of shit. We're, we're digging up some stuff that you've purposely hid, but it's worth it. It's, it's more than worth it. It's, it's beautiful. It's like, I can't think of anything else other than like a cocoon versus, you know, the transformation into an actual butterfly. I mean, I can't think of anything else that kind of describes it, but that's, that's what, essentially, that's what it is. You can also do this through other self-discovery uh, practices and methods, um, such as, you know, med- meditation and, and journaling. Um, and I know we talked about journaling before, uh, you know, shit on it all you want. But I think it's really important that we're actually jotting down what's going on in our brain. I call mine a brain dump. I don't like saying I'm journaling. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, excuse me, I'm going to go journal. Like, part of me just wants to scoff at it, but it's actually really beneficial. So I call it brain dumping. Um, I dump everything that's just kind of weighing on my brain, process it a little bit up until my hand gets kind of tired and cramping from writing. But I also pair it with some, you know, things that I'm grateful for. Uh, today in this moment and I, I try to list a couple of them so it's not just like the one thing I'm grateful for today is blah like it, it needs to be a little bit more depth okay and then of course meditation um getting into it breathing meditation is kind of hard if you have anxiety or ADHD or you know basically anything if you can't quiet your mind for a second I get it I am with you I understand I see you um I feel that on every level it's really really hard for sure but there's a moment when you start to focus on your breathing a little bit and out of nowhere your mind gets really quiet 
And in that time, it's really easy to reflect and think about some things. And in this moment, you could also reach out and communicate with your inner child, see what's going on with them. If it's, I mean, it could be as easy as asking yourself, you know, what's up, six-year-old Vanessa, how you doing? And, And you'll get a response. I know that for a fact because I've received a response myself. Um, so we're communicating. We have to, we have to create that bridge to communicate us, our adult selves with our inner child, because once we're out of that, you know, purposeful communication style. So, you know, journaling and meditating and even in therapy, when we're, we're doing that in therapy, um, it becomes easier to communicate with your inner child on the most easiest things. Like I mentioned in the last episode, which is eating and, and, you know, even what like I want to wear, like shit like that. Like it's, it's becoming more easy to kind of communicate with her and she is louder than ever before, which is really wonderful. There's a couple questions on this resource that helps uh, with communicating and understanding how to communicate and some of the questions that you could use as a journal prompt or even ask yourself and try to answer yourself is, um, is how is the child in front of you feeling? You're checking in with your child. You're asking what, uh, what the emotional state of this inner child is. What do you think they need? Why are they judging, blaming, shaming themselves for? What is all that that they carry? Um, what can you forgive them for right now in this moment? What could you say to your inner child to support them? These are hard questions. They're tough questions, but they're great questions because if you can answer them, you're finally building the relationship with yourself that is lasting because you're finally checking in with you. We kind of keep going and we kind of live our life and we kind of forget about ourselves and we shouldn't. So this gives us an opportunity to not only check in with our inner child, but check in with us. Communicating. Now you don't obviously don't have to answer answer all these questions at one time, but it is really beneficial to at least take one or two into consideration at one given time. Um, Don't overwhelm yourself. This process is not supposed to be scary outside of the fact of uncovering. It's, it's, It's supposed to be a challenging but beautiful one. So definitely give yourself some grace and some patience on it, okay? And then last, number three, is to nurture. So we have connect, communicate, and nurture. Um, Nurture is essentially everything that we kind of missed out as a child or the things that we did receive as a child and we really liked. Um, This would be, uh, as I mentioned in the previous episode, like my milkshake and mozzarella type deal thing, mozzarella sticks. Um... It's, it's just a meal that I have absolutely adored even as a child. So now when I feel like I crave it and obviously my inner child's like, hey, I kind of would like a mozzarella sticks and, and milkshake combo, I'm saying yes, we're going. We're going to the nearest place that supplies both. And at this moment in time, it's sheets. <laughs> it's sheets. Party at sheets. It's this last step is all about giving your child what it needs the most. What kind of support, what kind of love, You know, what can you give to her, to him, today, at this moment? What can you give to them at this moment? What do they need? What can you provide? As a parent of your own self, what would you want from your own parents for you? This is the only time in reality that I think is really interesting where we can be a parent to ourselves and give everything that we need and actually be a perfect parent because the person that we're parenting is us. So So hypothetically, if we were to choose to have children later on in life, how do you think that would go? 
after we've healed the inner child within us, we understood the inner child within us, how do you think that would go? I think it would go pretty good. What is it that that inner child wants to hear? You know, has no one ever told you that they're proud of you? No one ever told you that you're beautiful and you're perfect just the way you are? We spend so much time, especially in our adulthood, beating ourselves up and making us feel worse about who we are, where we are in this moment, what we look like, how much money we make, what we have compared to other people. I mean, social media is one other ball game. You, we, we only see pictures of the good times, you know what I'm saying? And then we could then, and then we then compare ourselves to that. But what if you could just tell your child? What if you could just tell you? That you're doing the best you can. You're proud of you. That you're a modern marvel. How cool you are. Think about it. If, if, if you ever met like a six-year-old, right, and you told a six-year-old your job and, you know, obviously you showed them who you are and your character and they're absorbing it as you're speaking, would they think you're pretty cool? I think so. I, I'm pretty positive. I think they would. Any child would. Especially like if you saw if you saw an older version of yourself and you're like, wow, she's really pretty. You know what I'm saying? That's like first off the bat, that's it. <laughs> At least for me. I'm like, oh, shit, she, she's pretty. I want to be, I want to be like her. (laughs) You want to be the parent that you never had. And even if you had great parents, you want to still be the parent you never had. And you can do that. And if that means, you know, doing it inside of your brain or doing it verbally, like outside, that's fine too. Make sure that when you are verbally telling yourself these wonderful things and nurturing your inner child, you know, to remember that you are talking to a child. You are talking to a small pair of eyes small head. And if, you know, in my instance, the little girl with the grape head, you're talking to the little girl with the grape head with the biggest hair and, and the two fluffiest ponytails, you're talking to her. So it, it makes a difference when we talk in a different tone to ourselves. Um, because we beat ourselves so much about everything. You know what I'm saying? The last person that we'd want to make us feel bad about who we are and what we're doing is ourselves, right? We would hate for somebody else to give us an opinion, but yet we so freely give ourselves an opinion about it all the time. Like we can be nasty to each other. I could be nasty to myself. So mean. But you know what? Ever since I started digging deep and working and doing some inner child work, I've noticed that I'm not so mean to myself anymore because it's not just me being mean to me, it's me being mean to her. And I don't want to be mean to a child. Are you kidding me? Who am I? (laughs) That's fucked up. (laughs) I don't want to be mean to a child. Oh my God. If I ever saw an adult be mean to a child just on a day-to-day basis, I'm like, who are you? And who fucking pissed in your cereal, dude? Shit. Don't take it out of my guy, Steven, over here. Fuck back up. He didn't do nothing to you. That's exactly how we should be feeling when we start being mean to ourselves, bro. Don't be mean to yourself because you're being mean to the inner version of yourself who doesn't deserve that treatment. That child just needs to be nurtured and needs to be communicated with and it needs to feel like it has a connection to somebody, that it matters because when your inner child realizes that it does matter, you realize that you do matter. Do you hear me? All of us were children once, so we can all agree that there's some things that we've experienced that stay with us. We can all connect on that. It's universal at this point. If anything, nothing to me, at least, besides, you know, obviously having insecurities of your own, screams unity. We're all children once. It's time to get back to that. It's time to refocus ourselves and realize that we have much more responsibility 
within us to keep us going. And similar to what I mentioned before with, you know, doing the things that you love, follow through with it and keep going. If it feels good and your inner child is pushing you towards that way, do it. I am sadly recording by a window because my closet is unfortunately full of dust and I didn't know that, which, you know, resulted in my episodes sounding kind of stuffy. (laughs) Um, So... I apologize if you hear anything in the background, like really noisy cars going by or trucks doing their thing. Again, I care for you. I love you. I think that you're wonderful. Your inner child thinks you're wonderful. You've come so, so, so far. Keep going. You can do this. It's super, super, super easy, super simple. It's terrifying but it's worth it. This was Processing the Process. I am Vanessa. Go ahead and follow our Instagram or our TikTok. On Instagram, it's Processing the Process Podcast. And on TikTok, it's Process the She with four eyes. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for doing the work. You're starting a journey that is a little lonesome at times, but is beautiful beyond imagination. You got this and I believe in you. Keep going. You matter. Bye guys.